0: Yes, it's Wake Up To The Word. Once again, it is New Testament Friday. Actually, it's Saturday's edition of New Testament Friday. I did not get to it yesterday. As I had said, things came up and uh, we were, uh, we got busy and uh, it was, um, yeah, didn't get to it. So, <clears throat> but as always I'll be back. That's right You know I'll be back I'll always come back So we have our coffee You've got your map As a matter of fact I didn't even get to put that map up yesterday So if you went and looked at it On Jeff's stack of stuff It wasn't there But it is there now I put it there now So I got it there this morning And you can go If you want to download that Or print that out You get to kind of see where things are And you can get yourself the lay of the land And uh as always, we are brought to you by Barkey's RV Rental. And uh we will set up an RV for you at the campsite that you have chosen, that you have selected, that you are have reserved ahead of time in the uh greater Flagler County area. We've gone to Ocala, we've gone to we've gone as far as Fort Wilderness in Disney and Disney Spring and um Ginny uh, Springs. Those are a hundred miles away. We've delivered to those places. Obviously costs a little more to for that delivery because of the distance. But a lot of local places, state parks, RV parks, they're all over the place. St. Augustine, Flagler Beach, Beverly Beach, Ocala, National Forest. Uh, there's so many of them around. I've delivered to so many. And uh, just have met so many people and we enjoy that. So uh, uh, go to go to uh, BakiRVRental.com uh, and you can uh, check it out for yourself. Uh, got some good, uh, opportunities available still in December, um, and in January, still a few week, weekends and weeks left there too, so we're running specials for December and January, for Christmas special in December, and New Year's special in January, so you get special prices, and as always, there's friends and family discounts for those of you who know us, so, alrighty. Uh, let's uh, let's uh, pray and then we'll get into it. Father God, we thank you so much for your word and uh, what it means to us and how we can look into it and explore it and find new things every time. Uh, we've read through the Bible, I don't know, five or six times now with uh, doing it live between uh, Facebook Live and uh, uh, just... Uh, And we see new things all the time. So we just ask that you continue to illuminate us, uh, illuminate your word, and most importantly, transform our lives so that uh, we can share that with the world so people can see Jesus in us. So we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. As always, we are coming to you from the bowels of the Marchfield Communication Complex. And uh, my office is a little disheveled. We had to put a whole bunch of stuff in here. Um, We have Christmas stuff out, but we weren't ready to put it all up. So it ended up in here. So it's still here. You might I don't think you can see the boxes of the shot. They're just outside the shot. So, okay, very good. (laughs) I thought you could see them stacked up there. I'm going to cough. All right. Uh, our reading for today, New Testament reading, Acts chapter 3 and 4. So that's where we are. This is episode 94, episode 94. So we, um, we'll we get into this uh, episode here. As I said, I'm going to say this a little bit as we go. The book of Acts, the Acts of the Apostles is what it is technically called is the transitional book from the Old to the New Testament, and the Gospels are not technically the transitional book. There's a difference in covenants that's happening, and a difference in the... um understanding and realization of the Holy Spirit in the New Testament, and that does not take place. It just took place in Acts chapter 2. So there is a distinction in how the Holy Spirit worked within the Old Testament and the New Testament. Jesus, obviously, was the Lamb of God that made that transition possible, and but the church did not begin until Acts chapter 2 when... There were 3,000 saved and baptized and indwelled with the Holy Spirit. And these were Jews, okay? These were Jews. It's important to understand this early church is all Jews. And we'll start to get distinctions as we go through the book of Acts. We'll be going off to different places because it's chronological. So as we come to a place that has another book in the Bible where, uh, where Paul wrote to those people, Luke is, is moving through these this area, and uh, we'll start to see those areas. As a matter of fact, I may post another map for you um, on Jeff's stack of stuff that looks at Paul's missionary journeys, because that's going to be important as we get to Paul coming on the scene. As of right now, in this book of Acts, historically, he's not there yet. He'll come up in a little bit. So, uh, so right now it's the apostles that are reaching out to the Jewish community, okay? And that is important to understand. Um, so now there's a lame beggar uh, in chapter three. As we come now, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. That's about three p.m. Um, and a lame man from birth was being carried there. So there's times of prayer. This is this is the still the normal Jewish flow of things. Uh there's they're going to the temple. Going to the temple. Jesus went to the temple with them because it was under the law then. So they they haven't moved away from that the rituals yet of Judaism. So they're still doing those things. They went to the beautiful gate, the gate called beautiful, and that's where this man was and uh he's begging for money, for alms, they call it, begging for money. Peter says to him, famous famous, uh, verse here, verse 6 of chapter 3, I have no silver and gold, but what I do have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and raised him up and immediately his feet and ankles were made strong. So, uh, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have I will give to you. So that's Kind of the what people remember recall out of that it's a that's the King James version, um, so this miracle occurs through the apostles and this healing begins and he starts to leap and walk and he enters the temple with them and he's hanging on to them and he's uh he's he's so how happy would you be if you had not walked since your whole life and now you can uh, what a miracle that was and it happened at the temple. And so this stirs a whole bunch of stuff. And then Peter speaks in Solomon's portico, uh, Solomon's portico, Shlomo's portico. Um, uh, he, so he says, he clung to Peter and John. All the people were utterly astounded, ran together to them in the portico, called Solomon. And when Peter saw it, he addressed the people. And uh, the men of Israel, why do you wonder at this? or why do you stare at us as though by our own power of piety we have made him walk the god of abraham the god of isaac and the god of jacob the god of our fathers glorified his servant jesus whom you delivered over and denied in the presence of pilate when he had decided to re- when he had decided to release him but you denied the holy and righteous one and asked for a murderer to be granted to you and you killed the author of life, whom God raised from the dead. To this we are witnesses. They are still proclaiming the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And they are also saying, this man was raised not by because we are anything, but because of the power of Jesus Christ. They are claiming the power of God. They are not claiming it for themselves. And sometimes, and I've
1: seen this um leaders church leaders religious leaders people uh, uh with with uh,
0: these uh gifts of healing <clears throat> they stop pointing to Jesus and they start pointing to themselves and i believe that's when the spirit shuts it all down and and i've seen this uh in multiple occasions uh, i believe god can still heal in times that that of his choosing yeah, he chooses the healing. Uh, some people believe we can call on this in and of ourselves. I don't see that in scripture. I believe that it's it's God who burns in us and stirs in us. That if if that's our gift, um, um, uh, miracles and healing, um, then the times are very specific because they're for a specific purpose, and so and we don't often know what that purpose is right away. Um, but uh, as we look at scripture we see that this early church was filled, this transitional period was filled with the apostles doing miracles these 12 apostles for Israel and then we'll see it again later in the New Testament apostles and we'll talk about that when that starts to unfold itself <clears throat> so now we come down a little bit farther and there's uh I, I I posted something about this recently, in that people don't understand the word repent in our day and age. And I understand it. it's an archaic word, it's an old word that that people hear it and they think it means something. And I, and I understand this all too well because I, I was uh, I sat in church as a young man, as a young boy, six years old, all the way till I received Christ ten years later at sixteen, and I heard this word repent the whole time. But I didn't know what it meant. I thought I knew what it meant, because in context, it sounds like it means this. And this is what most people think it means, to be sorry or to regret your actions. And if you look up repent in the dictionary today, that's what you'll see is the definition. But the biblical definition of repent is not just that, sorry, not just that feeling that remorse feeling or that regret feeling—it's—it's—it's it's, it's not that. It's a repent means to turn. So you're 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 turning because because you're feeling the conviction of the sin, or you're feeling the regret, or you're feeling the grieving of the Holy Spirit. If you're a saved person, and so and it says it in this verse, uh, chapter three, verse nineteen. Repent therefore and turn back that your sins may be blotted out that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the lord so he's talking to people who are not saved at this point so that's why the 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 he gives he gives the word and he gives a definition repent therefore and turn back that your sins may be blotted out so turn so and it's not just the turning of your direction. It's not just a turning of your actions. It's a turning of your thinking. So maybe you used to think that this is no problem. This is no issue. But when you repent, you actually turn and say, okay, this offends God. So I don't want to think this way anymore. I want to think differently. Repenting changes your entire worldview. And you need to help people understand that. Because from the time i was a little kid i heard that word repent and i just thought it meant to to be sorry just i'm sorry i did that god and so sorry doesn't doesn't do it being sorry doesn't do it it's changing your actions your attitudes and your thinking your whole thinking about that and so that's the repent uh the renewing of your mind is from um romans is romans 12 is That repentance, that's what it's talking about. So uh, he says this right away. Peter says this right away to these Jewish people who are listening to his message. He says this, and then he he hits them in their Jewishness uh, at verse 24. And all the prophets who have spoken from Samuel and those who came after him also proclaimed these days. You are the sons of the prophets and of the covenant that God made with your with your fathers, saying to Abraham, and in your offspring shall all the families of the earth be blessed. God, having raised up his servant, sent him to you first to bless you by turning every one of you from your wickedness. So he's actually quoting, this is a a, a direct quote from Genesis chapter 12 that God gave to Abraham. Uh, in your offspring shall all the families of the earth be blessed. That's a direct quote from Genesis to chapter 12. So you see these apostles, they know the Old Testament, and sometimes they paraphrase it, sometimes they just allude to it. This is a quote, and he quotes it. It doesn't reflect this it. in my Bible, it might reflect it in yours. Um, my Bible doesn't have everything in it that other Bibles have, because mine's a note-taker's Bible. I am supposed to put my own stuff in there, so I wrote my own note. Um <clears throat> but uh, Now Peter and John come before the council. Now this is interesting in that um, I've, I always find this interesting because in the Old Testament you see that God had his divine council in heaven and you see different uh, aspects of that when that occurs and, and when he gathers them. And even creation itself is, is, is a picture of divine council. Uh, Eden is a place where the divine council met and that answers a lot of questions that we
1: have in that area. Um, So, but Israel also set up their
0: ruling body as a council. And you'll see a lot of uh, Middle East and Near East nations that came out from uh, Eden and the rebellion in Babylon. You, You see that they all set up these council systems of government. It's very interesting to see that as you understand that Um, Adam and Eve and their descendants all understood that God functions in a council. And so you'll see these councils that are set up. So we start off in chapter four. It says, And as they were speaking to the people, the priests and the captain of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them, greatly annoyed because they were teaching the people and proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection of the dead. And they arrested them and put them in custody until the next day, for it was already evening. So, uh, oh, and I'll read four too. But many of those who had heard the word believed, and the number of the men came to about 5,000. So we had, uh, at at the day of Pentecost, uh, 3,000 got saved in the day of Pentecost, but we often don't even notice this, that uh, just days or potentially weeks later, um, Peter is speaking in the temple, and then outside the temple, he gives a gospel presentation, and five thousand
1: men get saved. Now, there's probably again women and children. It's the culture where they didn't didn't uh, um, didn't look at women and 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 recognize that, and that's a cultural
0: thing. That is not God's heart. It is a cultural display. So we have to look at scripture and understand and separate the culture from uh
1: the principle. And so people were saying 5000, probably more than that. Probably many more than that. But um so but this is an interesting clip here
0: in that the sadducées were upset about this because they were proclaiming the resurrection of Jesus Christ and if you understand if you've listened to us before you understand the very foundation of what the sadducées believed was there was there's no resurrection there is no resurrection so they don't believe in the resurrection so to proclaim Jesus resurrected from the dead god raised him from the dead and that's where salvation
1: is in him this flies directly against what they are what they are
0: preaching, so it is taking the very foundation of what they teach away, so as we continue in chapter Four, he really throws it at them uh ananias uh and I, Annas the high priest and Caiaphas and John and alexander the and and the in the high priestly family, and they want to lock them up, and they tell them, uh, okay, we're going to let you go, but uh by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified. Well, he said, you can't use that name anymore. Don't use that name. And they said, and they, and this is their reply: By the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead. By him, this man stands before you. He's talking about the healing. What power did you heal? Sorry, I I got ahead of myself. What power did you heal? And they said, this is this is the stone that was rejected by you, the builders. Which has become the cornerstone, and there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. It is the name of Jesus. So they realize they're common men, but they're, boy, they're sharp. They're talking, they sound like they know what they're talking about, and we can't have that. Um, and then they says, what shall we do with these men? And then they actually recognize the biblical connection, the Old Testament connection. For that a notable sign has been performed through them is evident to all the inhabitants of Jerusalem. And we cannot deny it. But in order that they may spread no further among the people, let us warn them to speak no more of this name. And they just tell them, we're going to keep doing it. That's all there is to it. We can't not do it. Um they they uh they 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 tell them which, which you can tell us something and God can tell us something. What do you think we're going to do? And so um that's the clear
1: answer. And as we continue down towards the end of chapter 4, um Oh, they got they came together afterwards and now the Lord looked upon their
0: threats and 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 so uh, they had, a, again, this is a verse similar to Acts chapter 2. Uh, they, they, uh, the full number of those who believed were of one heart and soul, and no one said that any of these things that belonged to him was his own. They started to understand everything they had was a blessing from God, and it all belonged to him. And we need to take that as ourselves. Everything we have is a tool, is given to us for God to use to expand his kingdom and with great power the apostles were given their testimony to the resurrection of the lord jesus christ and grace was upon them uh, there was there was not a needy person among them for as many as were owners of land and house and sold them and brought the proceeds of what is sold and laid it at the apostles' feet and it was distributed to each as they had need thus joseph who was also called the apostle uh, was also called By the apostle Barnabas, which means son of encouragement, a Levite, a native of Cyprus, sold
1: a field that belonged to him and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. So, notice right here, this is an important distinction, Barnabas is called an apostle. Now, is he one of the Twelve Apostles? No, he's not one of the Twelve Apostles. But he is called an Apostle. An Apostle just means sent out one. The one sent out. That's its basic translation. So he's an Apostle. He's one that's
0: going to be sent out. But he's a New Testament Apostle. And there is a distinction. And we'll work on that a little bit more when Paul comes on the scene. But we will start to count up apostles. There are New Testament apostles. And I've counted 11. And we will keep counting them and naming them. And you'll start to see them. People get upset about this. I understand. And I want to make the distinction. I'm not equating them with the 12 apostles that followed Jesus. Or the 12 minus 1 plus 1. Those 12 apostles were distinct in what they experienced and their mission from the New Testament apostles. So we're going to start to see that distinction as we go, because we want people to understand the New Testament church was built by New Testament apostles. And that's important to understand. It's a word we don't use much in these days. And I understand why people get wonky about it. But I want us all to, to understand what the Bible lays out, okay? That's all we got for today. This is exciting. It's getting exciting. We get into the new t- we get into the church era, the church covenant, and we are going to keep going. This is exciting stuff. I hope it opens your eyes to a lot of things. I hope that you stick with us here. We are moving through the New Testament here in the book of Acts. That's ending chapter 4. See you Sunday this is Saturday's edition of New test uh, New Testament Friday episode
1: 94.